Namaste. So the prayer that we are going to read today bridges the antagonism that we experience between work and contemplation. Several of our prayers are about that. That how to, because when we work we get focused and we lose the consciousness of the one. And when we plunge into the one we lose the consciousness of uh, action and the direction uh, or we cannot we are not able to really function outwardly this is the problem which we see even in Savitri when Satyavan tells her that when I found the self I lost the world and when I found the world I lost the self so there are number of prayers where the mother speaks of bridging the two one of them we read earlier where she speaks about contemplation which is necessary to know the path in its totality and then action so based on that, when we act, we are uh, guided step by step. But when we see, we see a whole horizon in front of us. So this is another prayer which uh, reveals to us the secret of uh, unity between, the secret of divine work and unity between the inner consciousness and the outer truth. May 4th, 1914 To be immersed at once in the and in thy work. So both are needed. Especially in this yoga, because it's a yoga of divine life, it cannot be done by meditation alone, by its very nature. Because life includes everything. So if it is just a yoga where one has to find the self, impersonal Brahman, then yes, then in fact, then one should actually leave life, if that is the goal, mukti or nirvana as it is called, and move towards that. But if the goal is transformation of life, then every aspect of life has to be undertaken and that's what work supply in the largest sense. So works here is not just work that we do in the office because that's how we understand work. Uh, what are you doing? Well, I am a doctor or I build bridges, etc. But work is sarvakarmani, everything, uh, right from breathing and heartbeat to um, our everyday activities in the bathroom, getting ready, going out, meeting people, our count many number of relationships, our uh, professional work, everything is included there. So to be immersed at once in thee and in thy work. To be no longer a limited individual. To become the infinitude of thy forces manifesting through a point. Now this cannot happen if there is the ego sense there. Me, my work, I am the instrument. Instrument remains and it's consecrated to the divine. But I am the instrument that should go away. This identification with the instrument, identification with I am the doer or being a doer, all this must go away. So she speaks about an increasing impersonality, not here but elsewhere. But this is the path towards which she is leading us. To be delivered from all tremails and all limitations... Otherwise, we have a certain angle of approach which our mind decides. So, mind decides, then we do a work and we offer it to the divine. But let it be the divine flowing through us. It doesn't matter which way. As Shurabindo says that, who am I? I am not a bhakta, I am not a jnani. So, who am I? I am a leaf driven by his breath. So, everything, our speech and thought and work and act, everything should become a single flow uninterrupted flow of the divine consciousness and force through us. It is only possible if there is wideness, impersonality and plasticity. And of course the base of equanimity. Without equanimity it's not possible because there will be always be preferences and leaning on this side or the other. That is why we lose the consciousness of the one. 
to rise above all restricting thought. So this is where we have certain fixed rigid ideas which come in the way of the flow of the divine consciousness through the mind. To act and be beyond the act. So we act for certain results. We act for praise. We act for rewards we may get from it. We act for success. We act for promotion. We act and feel puffed up within ourselves. So uh, this is where uh, we are acting under the ego. But when we are not acting for any of these things, but just letting the divine act through us, just pure and perfect channels, transmitting instruments, where we hold nothing of our forces to ourselves, both in the transmission and when things are received back, we don't hold it and say, though this is me, and start feeling uh, again um, egoistically happy about it, then we are in the act and yet above the act because we are not bound to anything that's what the mother speaks of being disinterested so we should be ready to drop any activity the next moment if that is the demand of the call of the divine mother within us see how shurbindo in one moment he drops the entire uh, you know in the freedom movement what an inspiring life see the mother she just came here and then you know this was the field which opened and she left everything aside this should be the state it is not something decided arbitrarily it is not something which you have to decide for mental social reasons or because sometimes we want to drop an activity because we are not happy about it now it is not about anything personal it is about a growing impersonality where if such be the call of krishna abandon everything if the call is for dancing with him we go and dance if the call is to be in the battlefield of kurukshetra we stand with him in the battlefield of kurukshetra so this is how one has to be one can be in the act and yet beyond the act because one is not acting for any personal purposes but only to serve the divine and as the divine wills to act through and for for individuals but see only the oneness so even though it may look like there are people towards whom the action is flowing but it has nothing to do with people the people obviously in any action in the world there will be some who will receive some who won't receive some who will resist some who will oppose but in spite of that to let the divine force flow so see that one in all creatures it's a tremendous uh, it's a very beautiful thing but to see only the oneness and what is that oneness the oneness of thy love so it is the divine love which is binding all of us together all creation together in a single sheaf so it is not my love your love this person's love that person's love but only the divine love which is reaching out to the divine in somebody else as the mother puts it love is not this love is not this love is not this it is not the heart's hunger it is not sexual intercourse it is not the mind's uh, interest but what is love love is a mighty vibration and only the very strong can receive and manifest it and what is this vibration about it goes from the one and reaches to the same one in another that is how the leela of the one in multiplicity can take place but we get attached to outward forms and personality so this is how it has to flow from one to the other who is not really other and shubindu describes it very beautifully in a lovely passage in uh, ishavashya upanishad where he speaks about what is this love and he says that that love of rama and sita of ruru of savitri 
and then he speaks about it is the self loving one's own self in another even in a profoundly psychological sense this is true when we love someone it is some aspect of ourselves that we see in the other person and that is how we love but there is the deeper love when we begin to see the divine in everyone and divine is infinite so it's not just one aspect or the other but even in our normal everyday psychology there are people whom we love who are nothing else but aspects of ourselves so we have to learn to see the one in all and that's how we have to love thy knowledge and thy being so not only we have to see the oneness of thy love thy knowledge and thy being so it is the divine truth which is unfolding in countless ways and each thing has its own law of unfolding swadharma so we have to act according to that knowledge whereas the mind fixes a standard format and wants to apply to everybody that everybody should do this or not do this but it it doesn't work like that each one is at a different stage of evolution and each one in each one the unfolding of the law of truth takes place in a unique way so divine thy knowledge and thy being so in each person however ugly however uh, the person may have uh, you know even um, seemingly tried to do harm to us uh, he has tried to be like an enemy to us we have to still see that there is the same divine being who is acting through this person to help me progress see uh, i mean how beautifully shirbindo sees uh, uh, krishna not only in all things around him not only in himself but in all beings even the lawyer who is opposing the case in the judge who has to decide the jailer everyone he sees the one so this is how our vision has to grow till we begin to see the one divine being who in various ways is playing with us and helping us grow through all the oppositions and clasp and wrestle of hate and love Uh, which takes place outwardly but behind all of them there is this one being thy being oh my divine master eternal teacher soul reality dissolve all the darkness of this aggregate which thou hast formed for thy service so the aggregate remains but the darkness must go this is the difference between uh, shurbindo's yoga and traditional yoga where uh, there is the illusion of the personality therefore the personality must be dropped and truly nirvana is the goal it should be dropped uh, but here this personality knowing it is temporary it is not what is going to be there forever but even in one life one changes one evolves the system upgrades but even in in uh, uh, this personality which is temporary and uh, illusory still that aggregate must be offered for the divine service it is not to be dissolved what has to be removed is the darkness that's why what we have to reject we have to reject all the things which distort the truth of our, our being uh, all that which distorts the personality and the working of the divine force through it all the shad repose the the lust and greed and anger and jealousies and possessiveness all the one sided viewpoints opinions of the mind the heart's attachments and uh, uh, what are called as natural affections through which we take certain preferential interest in people now it doesn't mean that there will be no differences between people there will be but they will be based on an intrinsic truth on a psychic contact on a higher spiritual vision there will be the essential oneness at the same time there will be differentiation it's not a blurring of differences but a reshaping of them in a new light and a new vision so she is saying dissolve the darkness from this aggregate but keep the aggregate 
for the service it's like picking up a uh, gold coin and washing away the smear and the mud but keeping the coin intact because that i mean gold coin any coin so the value remains but the mud is removed from it thy manifestation in the world so it is formed for the divine service and for the divine manifestation realize in it that supreme consciousness which will generate an identical consciousness everywhere so when we act like this that it's a far more powerful action only we don't have to act with this idea we have to act in that living in the truth of that and if we live in the truth of that each moment then the action is so powerful that whatever we realize within us because we are living in a state of oneness begins to get realized in identical points at different places so this is the beauty of this divine action which is very different from the way we understand of course the gita speaks of it but it's more at a basic level where we uh, use action as a means of uniting with the divine by constant offering remembrance by nishkam karma which is wonderful preliminary steps but then how do we act we have to act in this world not being indifferent to the action itself we have to act in a state of oneness where we perceive the one divine being one knowledge uh, one alone who is working uh, through countless beings one love Uh, one ananda in all beings and everywhere expressing itself including this little center that we ignorantly call as ourselves so then when we act like that that uh, action becomes a very powerful universal action oh to see no longer the appearances which change incessantly to contemplate only thy immutable oneness in everything and everywhere so in all things even things uh, you know as um, shri krishna puts it in the gita even things which uh, seem to us uh, you know uh, not so nice even there ultimately there is the divine presence in everything and it is the divine it's like the same light gives uh, light to everything even the cunning person the intelligence of the cunning is coming from the same source Uh, only he is misusing it so if he if somebody misuses it his progress is uh, thwarted or one can rightly use it but the source is one there are no two powers there are no two sources it's one source from which everything comes but it's like the ananda as it enters into the human system which is filled with ego degrades into uh, human joy and sorrow uh, naturally because it's opposite then comes or human pleasure or still further into something very perverted but the source is the same same way the truth is one but as it enters into human consciousness it gets distorted and uh, in a fragmented mirror is it is seen in different different aspects we pick up one and think it is only that whereas in reality there is that euta of truth everywhere in everything even ideas which seem most opposing and contradictory so like capitalism and uh, communism now both contain a truth and there should be a state there is a state of unity the supramental state of harmony in which both can be beautifully harmonized and synthesized but we put one against another similarly between democracy and what we normally called as dictatorship now uh, both contain a truth and this truth can be easily distorted is distorted democracy is distorted dictatorship is of course very much distorted and misused but there is a truth there is a unity like divine he is if you look at it he is the most benevolent uh, single handed ruler of the world but at the same time he is the supreme democrat who gives everybody the freedom 
But at the same time, there is a compulsion within things, leading each thing towards its own beauty and truth and goodness. So there is a state of consciousness in which all the opposites are reconciled and it is towards that supramental unity that the Divine Mother is carrying us. So this is the uh, secret of works upgraded from the Yoga of the Gita to the integral yoga and the supramental yoga. O Lord, all my being cries to thee in an irresistible appeal. So what should we really aspire for? Wouldst thou not grant that I may become thyself in my integral consciousness, since in fact I am thou and thou art I. Now here comes the beauty. Normally people speak about the mantra, Sohamasmi. Now the problem is that uh, it's a very powerful mantra. But the problem is that we can take this mantra in a very, uh, the mind can take it in a very uh, one-sided way. First, we may identify with our limited, illusory personality, mind, life and body and say this is me, like Ravana did. But this mantra must be complemented with another equally true thing that all creatures are that. It's not only me who is so hamasmi, I am that. All creatures are that. This realization must extend into all beings. Otherwise, we'll do the same error which some of the asuras have done. They picked up one aspect of the truth and it got completely distorted in manifestation. That's why she is speaking of integrally, in the integral consciousness. O Lord, all my being cries to thee in an irresistible appeal. Wouldst thou not grant that I may become thyself? In my integral consciousness, since in fact I am thou and thou art I. Both the mantras, I am thou and thou art I. Sohamasmi, she has put it in this beautiful double way. So she is not simply saying, Sohamasmi. Sohamasmi is, I am he. But she is also saying, thou art me, you have become this. So there is this double sense which makes it even more powerful and even more complete. So when you have become this, everything within my consciousness must become thyself. So we read this profound prayer again, May 4th, 1914. To be immersed at once in thee and in thy work. To be no longer a limited individual. To become the infinitude of thy forces manifesting through a point. This is the truth of our nature, we don't know it. To be delivered from all tremails and all limitations. That means the distorting influences of the ego. To rise above all restricting thought. To act and be beyond the act. To act through and for individuals, but see only the oneness, the oneness of thy love, thy knowledge, and thy being. O oh, my divine master, eternal teacher, soul reality, dissolve all the darkness of this aggregate which thou hast formed for thy service, thy manifestation in the world. So thou hast formed, that's why the double, thou art I. 
thy manifestation in the world realize in it that supreme consciousness which will generate an identical consciousness everywhere this cannot happen in the egoistic consciousness it is can only happen in a vast impersonality and universality oh to see no longer the appearances which change incessantly to contemplate only thy immutable oneness in everything and everywhere o lord all my being cries to thee in an irresistible appeal wouldst thou not grant that i may become thyself in my integral consciousness since in fact i am thou and thou art i namaste